We're on Mesechet Yibamot, Perek Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. The first Mishnah in Mesechet Yibamot, and in Seder Nashim for that matter. So let's, we're going to see a lot of these charts. Let's start from the very beginning. The, Mishnah, the, the Torah says the following, Dvarim Perek Kafe. What is Yibum? Torah says, Ki yishvu yachdav, the brothers dwelled together. One of them dies and he has no son. Okay, we're going to see, I'm going to say now, it means he has no children at all. That his wife, the wife of the dead guy, shouldn't marry someone else to a strange man, rather. Her miyabim. What was it called? I don't, I don't know what the English term is, but her, her brother-in-law should come upon her, marry her, okay, and marries her. In, in this, I think it's called leveret marriage. I don't remember. If you know, email me. The firstborn that will be born will rise up in the, by the name of his brother, and his name shall not be blotted out. So whatever that means, they, the, the brother marries the, the, the wife of his dead brother, and they have a child. The first child is somehow a remembrance of, uh, you know, called after the, the, the brother who's no longer there. If he doesn't want to marry her. She comes to the Sha'ar, to the gate, which means to the Beit, to the Zikainim. He doesn't want my brother, this person who is supposed to do Yibum, he doesn't want to uh, um, establish his brother's name. He doesn't want to be Miyabem me. They call him, they speak to him. And he stands up and he says, yeah, I don't want to marry her for whatever reason. His Yavama, the woman, approaches him in front of the Yezikenim, meaning in front of the Beitim. She takes off his shoe, she spits before him. She raises her voice and says, This is what we do. I mean, take off his shoe and spit. It's a bizayon. His house will be the house of the removed shoe. That's called chalitza. Chalitza is the removal of the shoe of the miyabem who doesn't want to do yibum. That's called chalitza. So yibum is the marriage of the brother. Chalitza is not the, is the, is the, chalitza is the, uh, is the refusal of the marriage and the process, the procedure that's done in Beitin when he doesn't want to marry. Okay, so in order to understand the first Mishnah, so that's, that's the basics of yibum. In all, in, uh, the, the Kahati makes a few good rules. Yeah, I made this crazy chart you'll see in a second. Rule number one. It's only if the, the brother, the, right, they only do yibum or chalitza if they had no children. I'm actually taking this from the kahati. The introduction of the kahati is really wonderful. Secondly, let's say you have two brothers, okay? And the guy has two wives or one brother, let's say Yaakov and Esau, and then they have... Another brother, you know, Frank or Bill or whatever, you know, all three brothers, okay? Uh, Bob. Okay, we'll call them Bob for now. We're going to see a lot of these charts. Okay, so Yaakov, let me move this over here. So if, if Yaakov dies, here's we're going to have to turn him into dying. Yaakov is dead, okay? It's not that Esau marries Sprinza and Bob marries Rachel. One of the brothers, one of the brothers, Esau and Bob, has to marry one of Yaakov's wives. That's how, that's how that works. Let's leave Bob back to the side. We don't need him for now. Okay? Um, oh, let's go back. There's a few more rules. Okay? Um, now, 
There's another halacha called Isur Eshet Ach. The Torah says, Ervat Eshet Achicha lo Ervat Achicha hu. The nakedness of the wife of your brother you should not uncover. Ervat Avicha hu. It is the nakedness of your brother. Chazal learned out that this, this halacha of Eshet Ach applies not only if your brother is alive, but even if your brother is not alive. So let's go back to our chart here. Okay, we have Yaakov, Esav, and Bob, three brothers. Okay, now, the Eshet Ach, Rachel and Shprinza are married to Yaakov. That's Eshet Ach. So generally, if Yaakov had a child with Rachel, Rachel became pregnant, she had a child, great. And then Yaakov dies. So then Esav and Bob can never marry Rachel or Shprinza because they're Eshet Ach. Okay, that's the Isur of Eshet Ach. When he's alive and even when he's dead. Nobody had any children. If Yaakov dies, none of any children. Then Yibum supersedes the Isur of Eshet Ach. So it really the Torah presents these two opposing issues, the, the opposing halachot. Yibum versus Eshet Ach. When there is Yibum, there is no Eshet Ach. When there's no Yibum, there is the Isur of Eshet Ach. Very important. So it's either everything or nothing. Okay, finally, according to Beit Hillel, okay, if one of the, of the wives is an erva, okay, I'm sorry, one second. Oh, number three, the halachot of Yibum only apply if there's no Isur erva, i.e., oh, let's go back to our chart, okay? Let's assume, here one second, let's assume, let's move Rachel and Sprinza aside for a second. We'll, we'll make it as simple as we possibly can. Rachel and Leah are daughters of Esav. Okay, Esav has two daughters, Rachel and Leah. There we go, and before they get married. He has, they're not married, he has, he, has, he has two daughters. Well, you know, I don't, how do we kind of, I don't want to kind of their daughters, okay? They're sisters. Okay, Esav is now, Esav, his daughter is Leah. Okay, now Yaakov, I need, I need, a, better, I need a better line for marriage, okay? So, Esav is, has his daughters, are Leah and Rachel, and then Yaakov, let's, uh, let's use this. Okay, Yaakov marries Rachel. Yaakov marries Esav's daughter. You're allowed to marry your, your brother's daughter. We don't do it anymore, but you're allowed to. So now these are, and, and these are, these are sisters. He marries their, their, their daughters. Now, Yaakov dies. Let's, let's leave Shprinza out for a second. Yaakov dies. So Esav really should marry his brother's wife. But he can't. They're erva. She is, she is off. There's no way. She is considered an erva. Rachel is off the table in this case. Okay? She is an erva because she's his daughter. So since she's an, she's an erva, of course there's no yibum. That doesn't, that's no question. And what happens if... What happens? So therefore, that's, that was rule, I think, what do we say? Rule number four. What do we say, right? Only if there's, only, only if there's no isur erva is there yibum or chalitza. But im yesh isur erva, and yibum or chalitza. And then there is no chalitza. I know this is going along, but there's no way around it. Now, according to Beit Hillel, let's say Rachel, these are sisters, these two girls are sisters, okay? Yaakov marries Rachel, and he also marries Shprinza. Let's see if we can make this a little bigger. Can we turn it? Okay, he also somehow, I don't know if I can turn this. There's got to be a way to turn it. Whatever, you get the point. He marries Shprinza. I don't know how to turn that. I'll have to figure it out later. Let's pause. There is a way to rotate in word. It's just annoying. Anyway, Yaakov, before he died, Yaakov married Shprinza. Okay, he married Rachel and Shprinza. He married the sister, he married his niece, he married his brothers, he married his brother's daughter, but he also married Shprinza. Now, Yaakov, Yaakov dies. 
Okay, he's dead. So we know that Rachel is an erva vis-a-vis Esav. Sorry, he can't marry her. Beit Hillel says, based on the Psukim, not only is the, 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 of course, she's an erva, so therefore she's not relevant for Yibum, but her sister, her Sarah, this is called Sarot. Co-wives are called Sarot because they're, they're, they're a pain to each other. They don't like each other. That's, they're Tsar, makes pain. Okay? They're Tsarot. So, so therefore, not only is Rachel exempt, but also now Shprinza is also off the table because she's called Tsarat Erva. She's also off the table. That's the halacha of Tsarot. And we're also going to see that they are Tsarot as well. So our first Mishnah, before we even start, is going to list who are the relatives, who are the 15 women that are related to Esav in any possible way. That if Yaakov married, if Yaakov, these are brothers, Yaakov, Bab, Esav, right? That if Yaakov marries any one of these relatives, then she, not only is she not eligible for Yibum to Esav, or, uh, interesting, could Bob marry? Maybe Bob could marry them, right? Because it's not his daughter. Bob could, but to Esav. Let's see Bob. There is no Bob now. Let's see Bob off the table for a second, okay? But who are the relatives vis-a-vis Esav that if his brother married them, then they would be considered, they would be considered erva, and therefore they couldn't do yibum. I hope you get the picture. If not, let me know. I'm trying to make this as, as clear as possible. We're going to read the Mishnah and then go back to that crazy chart that you sort of got a glimpse of before. It says the Mishnah, nashim potrot tzarotehem means, that's exactly what we saw before. Okay, since Rachel is off the table, Therefore, tsarot, her tsara is also off the table, and then there's no yibum at all. If there's only Esav, then Esav can't do yibum. So there are 15 kind of women that are, that are, fill that rule. Okay? Ad sofa ulam. We're going to get to tsarot, tsarotahem, the tsara ab tsara in the next mission. I'm not going to explain it now because the next mission explains it. Eloim, what are they? Bito, that's what we learned. If Yaakov marries his brother's daughter, Batbito, his granddaughter, Batbito, Ubatbino, so his daughter's daughter or his so, da, the daughter of his daughter or the daughter of his son. You have to expand this chart. We're not going to do the entire thing. But now, remember, we're talking about Esav here. So either Esav has got a son, his granddaughter, that's Bat Beno, or here would be Bat Bito. And the point is that Yaakov married her and Shprinza. Okay, so all these, so, the, so if, when Yaakov dies, let's make Yaakov alive again. Okay, let's bring Yaakov back to life. When Yaakov dies, he's leaving Shprinza and Ra'ayai, Esav's granddaughter. And just like Esav's granddaughter is, a, is an erva, so too, Shprinza is also an erva. So this is going to be for all of them, okay? Next one. Uh, Bat Ishto. Esav's wife had a daughter from a previous marriage, and Yaakov married her and Shprinza. Okay, we're not, I, can't, I don't have time. I have to finish this before 15 minutes, because that's my limit. Okay? And it's a long Mishnah. Bat Ishto. Ubat Okay? Or his, Esav's wife's granddaughter, from, this, from her son, or bat pita, or a granddaughter from her daughter. Chamoto. Okay, if Yaakov married Esav's wife's mother, mother-in-law. So when Yaakov dies, he leaves Shprinza and his mother-in-law. I'm not, not going to do all of them, but you're, you, I hope you get the point. Eim chamoto, his mother-in-law's, Esav's mother-in-law's mother. Eim chamib, Esav's mother-in-law, Esav's father-in-law's mother. Achoto meimo. This is a little complicated one. In this case, we'll assume Yaakov and Esav have the same father, but they're born from different mothers. Okay? So Esav's sister from his mother's side, Yaakov is not related to him at all, not related to her at all. So if Yaakov marries Esav's sister from her mother's side, even though they share fathers, 
they share mothers. Yaakov can marry Esav's sister, not his wife. You get the point, mother from his mother's side. Or, achot imo, Yaakov marries Esav's mother's uh, sister, meaning when they don't share the same mothers. Ve'achot ishto, or, Yaakov marries Esav's wife's sister. Ve'eshet achiv me'imo, ya, or, Esav, uh, Yaakov marries the wife of Esav's brother from his mother's side. That would mean Esav, let's take a, let's take a, let's move the, the, his wife out for a second. Let's say Esav had a brother, only a brother, only from his mother's side. Okay, only from his mother's side. They had a brother, Bob. Okay, and Bob married another woman. You get the point. Bob married another woman. Okay, and then Bob died. Okay, and these are only brothers from the mother's side. And then Yaakov married his brother from his mother's side. So she would become an erva. I'm sorry, that's not dead. That's erva. And we get complicated, okay? She would be an erva, and therefore Sprinza would also be an erva, as we've seen. Let's move this all back to where we were before, okay? Um, um, okay. We're going to see what that is, meaning his brother's wife, even though he was never alive, when he was never alive, his daughter-in-law, okay? If, if, if Esav married, if Yaakov married Esav's daughter-in-law, meaning his son's wife after his son died, so therefore they exempt. When they fall for Yubam, they're not only exempt, of course, they exempt their tzarot, and their tzarot, we're going to see that in the next Mishnah, from chalitza and Yibum, extended, extended, we'll see in the next Mishnah. On all of these women, let's say, let's say for example, okay, Rachel, Let's say Rachel dies, okay? Esav's daughter dies, and then Yaakov, Rachel dies, and then Yaakov dies, and then Yaakov dies. So meaning, all Yaakov leaves is Shprinza. She wasn't a tzara when Yaakov dies. Then, if they're young and they have to uh, get out of the marriage, they got divorced, or they were found not uh, able to have children, then the tzara, Shprinza is mutar de Esav because if Rachel was an Ailunit, then it was never really a good marriage, and therefore it was not considered Tzarat Erva. You can't say that about his mother-in-law, or his mother-in-law's mother, or his father-in-law's mother. They were an Ailunit Omiyonu. Mi'un is only for a child, under the very young age, under the age of Bar Mitzvah. And of course, they had children, otherwise they wouldn't be their mother-in-law. All right, very long. We'll stop here. I know it's complicated. Hopefully it'll become more clear as time goes along. We'll dedicate our learnings to my father, Harab Simcha Kalman. Have a great day.